I'm not going to be here very long. I'm going to give you just, God, God's doing something here special. I believe that. And I believe there are more here that need to. You're just, you're just, you're that close. I preached not too long ago at the church. The king and had arrows in his hand and the prophet said, go smite the ground. And he smited it three times. And Elisha got mad at him. So why, why didn't you smite it five or six? And see, sometimes the key to victory is it's not God's fault. It's, it's not that he isn't going to send it. It's just you're only knocking three times. Just so you can have victory, but how much victory do you want? And some of us are that close. Some of you tonight are that close. You say, how close am I? You're just a step. Just a step from victory. You say, I got to come up here. No, I'm telling you, one step from where you're at right now shows the commitment in your heart. And when you come down here, you're just confirming what Jesus has done back there. Maybe some of you have already, I don't know why I'm saying this tonight, but maybe some of you have already settled it in your heart, but you haven't made it public. Now, that's all well and good that you prayed and asked God to repent. But with the, the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. It doesn't mean you come up here and confess all you've done. It just means you confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life. I'm telling you, if, if, you're, if you're scared about that, you didn't want to live when we were growing up. Because when you came to the altar, they set you up in front of everybody. And you told everybody right then and there what happened to you. But they had it right, didn't they? I think we should probably go back to that. The prayer, peace that God gives us when we pray is so important. Years ago, our dear friend, Dr. Myron Geiler, who is the director of Marietta Bible College, he wanted to come here so bad this week. He's really, really ill. And he's 88 years old. And God has blessed him with a tremendous ministry. And he gave us an outline one time about prayer. And I've never forgotten that. He said, there's three kinds of prayer. There's casual prayer. He said, that's the prayer you pray over your food when you're sitting down at a restaurant. He said, sometimes even opening up a service is casual prayer. And he said, some of them, they go a little bit more than casual. But he said, you know, it's just the casual prayer. And that's important. He said, then there's consistent prayer. He said, that's your daily prayer list. And he encouraged us, if you don't have a prayer list, get a prayer list. I also suggest writing down victories on the other side of the page. And you'll find out you'll have a lot more victories when you, when you pray for specific things. Then he said there's combative prayer. So that's the kind of prayer that you really don't have words to say. You just have emotion. You just have feelings in your heart. And you don't know what even to say or you know how to say it or do you even know how to approach God. Well, the good thing is you don't have to know what to say because between your moaning and your groaning and your tears, somewhere between here and heaven, the Holy Spirit makes intercession for you. (laughs) 
and he, he takes what you need to the throne of God, then God sends back the answer that you need, not the answer that we want sometimes, but the answer that we need in his way and his time for his glory. And some of you tonight, you need to get beyond that consistent prayer and casual prayer and get into that combative prayer where you're simply saying like Jacob of old, I'm not leaving here until you bless me. When the disciples asked the Lord and Savior in Luke chapter 11, Lord, teach us to pray. They, 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 they sought after that. They wanted to know. And so Jesus gave them the instructions. And we call that sometimes the Lord's Prayer, but it's actually not the Lord's Prayer. It would be better called the model prayer. And Jesus said these words. He said, wouldn't you pray? Say, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us and lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then he went on and he gave them a parable about three friends. And the parable went this way. Which one of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not, the door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. That's all I'm going to preach on tonight is this first part of this parable. There's two other parts. We won't get into those tonight. This is just what I feel I need to share with you about this model prayer, about what God was trying to teach his disciples. He says, listen, this is, this is, not, a, a, this is not only a principle, but this should be a practice in your life. That when you pray, you need to first of all make sure of the object of your prayer is to the Father which is in heaven. And you know what? When he said you can call me Father, he turned prayer from religion to relationship. And isn't that a wonderful thing about prayer? Prayer's not, even though we do it religiously, even though we do it sometimes casually and consistently, folks, I want to tell you tonight, the Lord delights in the fact when you call him Father. He wants to have a conversation with you. And sometimes that conversation is simply you just shutting up and let God speak to you. Sometimes I think we can speak so much and we don't listen because prayer isn't complete until we listen to what God has to say. And so we understand that he is the object of the prayer. And he, he tells them, of, uh, you know, tell, to thank him for your everyday blessings. Thank him for what he's giving you today because you don't know if tomorrow will be around. And you make sure you, you ask him to forgive you of your sins. And well, what is he trying to tell us? He's trying to tell us that no one is exempt from sin. All have sin and come short of the glory. Remember, he's telling his closest followers make sure that at the end of the day you know everything is okay between you and God and that's where perfect peace comes from my friend peace comes when you can lay your head down at night knowing that every sin has been covered by the blood of Jesus you don't have no odd against anybody you don't hold bitterness and hatred toward anybody my friend if you do I would lay my head down tonight without making sure that everything is alright between you and him. Amen. But notice he gives them this, 
this parable. And this parable of three friends. And here's, here's basically what's happening really quickly. Friend number one comes to friend number two. And he's coming to him in the middle of the night. And they had a law of hospitality in those days that they were to help someone that would come, especially a friend. And so now it's the middle of the night. Friend number two doesn't have any bread. So he goes to friend number three. And he says, and he keeps knocking on the door. And he says, get up. I need you to give me some bread because I don't have enough for this friend that has come to stay with me. And he said, you know what, I can't, I can't get up right now. It's the middle of the night, and basically I don't want to wake the family. Now you have to understand, they were all sleeping on the floor. <laughs> they didn't have Sealy Posturepedics, and they didn't have two bedroom with a bath. No, they just slept in one room. They were all on the floor, and in order for him to be able to get up and get bread, probably he had to make it. So that means he had to get up, he had to walk around his family, make some noise, they were already asleep, and so he didn't want to bother his family. He says, you know what, find somebody else, really. I don't want to trouble my family. But the Bible says that even though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. That word importunity is a very important word. It speaks to us about the persistence of prayer. He is telling us what's importunity mean? It means he wouldn't shut up. You know what he did? He said, no, I can't wake up right now. I can't, I can't give you bread. I, I, I don't want to wake my family. You know what he did? I'm telling you, I can't get up. I don't want to bother him. He wouldn't shut up. He got on his nerves. In fact, he got on his nerves so much he said, okay, if you'll shut up, I'll get you some bread. I'll get you what you need. Now, it's not that we treat God that arrogantly, but what he's trying to tell us is this. When we come to God, it's gotta be persistent. And I believe I'm talking to some people tonight that don't mind getting on God's nerves just a little bit. Amen. Hey, listen, some of us stop way too short of God answering our prayer. I know God hears us the first time. He heard Daniel the first time. But it took 21 days of fighting in air and the spiritual battle that was in. Guess what? Daniel didn't quit praying. He kept on praying. He kept on being persistent until he heard from God. Amen. Jacob said, I'm not going to leave here. He, he saw angels ascending and descending upon a ladder. He saw the blessing of God. God wanted to do something in his life. He said, okay, let's fight about it. So they began to fight about it. And they wrestled to the breaking of the day, the Bible says. And at the end of the day, the angel of the Lord said, let me go for the day breaketh. And Jacob said, I ain't gonna let you go until you bless me. He wasn't gonna leave there without being changed. Hey, I tell you what, if you go home and read that chapter over in Genesis, you'll find that, that from that day forward, because he was persistent, God changed his name. He changed his walk. He changed his testimony. He changed his life. All because he was persistent. Amen. A Syrophoenician woman over in the book of, in the New Testament didn't even, didn't even know who Jesus was. Definitely didn't believe in Jesus Christ as a Messiah. The Gentile. They called him dogs. 
but her daughter got sick. And I'm telling you, when your kids get sick, you'll do anything you can to make sure they get well. And this woman said, you know what, I've tried everything. I'm just paraphrasing here. I've tried everything in the world to make sure my daughter, she's grievously vexed with the devil and there ain't nothing that's helping her. And they say this Jesus can do, she must have heard the testimonies of the surrounding people. And so she went and left where she was at and found where Jesus was. And when she got to the house where he was, she just ran inside. The disciples tried to push her away and kick her out. But yet she was the more determined to get to the feet of Jesus. And when she got there, there she pleaded out to Jesus and she said my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil and Jesus what seemingly would be like an insult said it's not meat for me to take the master's bread and give it to the dogs you know what he was saying you don't deserve this the reason I came was for my people it was for my Jews it was for the Jews but you don't deserve this this is not right for you to receive this blessing but yet she said yes I know I'm just a dog but even the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the master's table what was she saying I don't need a whole loaf I just need a crumb I just need a crumb because the crumb from your table is more than what I need and she got her answer why because she wouldn't give up it's persistent it's persistent It's parental because he said, you call me father. Hallelujah. And it's perpetual. He told him in that next parable, real quickly, Mike, Teresa, go ahead and come. He told him in that next parable, he said, listen. He said, you ain't going to give your kid a stone. Uh, When he's asking for bread, you ain't going to give him a serpent. And if you, being a father know how to give good gifts. How much more will your Father give you the Holy Spirit? What was he trying to teach us there? He was trying to teach us that prayer was perpetual. Because we as fathers, when we give gifts, they're only temporary. He said the gifts you give your children, although they're good, they won't last forever. But he said, how much more can your heavenly father give you the spirit of God? And guess what? The spirit is eternal, folks. God's given us the most precious gift of all and that's a relationship with him. That's the blessed Holy Spirit. And when we turn our lives over to him, when we pray, when we consistently pray, when we persistently pray, when we understand who he is and when we understand that when the answer comes, thank God it's gonna be bound. He's not gonna go back on his promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what do you need to pray about tonight? Every night we've had something special. Every night it's been just tailor-made. You can ask Pastor Joe. It's been tailor-made. The preacher that was supposed to preach was preaching on the night that they needed to be here. The songs that were sung needed to be sung on the nights that they were sang. A wonderful crowd here with the threat of the weather. Tremendous crowd. The crowds have been wonderful all week. But the most important thing, 
is that Jesus, the blessed spirit of God, has been here every night in a special way. And I don't believe he's done in this service. I believe there are people that need to pray. And you say, Brian, I prayed so much. Keep on praying. Just keep on knocking. Keep on knocking. Knock and it shall be open. Seek and you shall find. If you need to pray, this is your opportunity. If you don't know the Lord is your Savior, my Spirit is here to do just exactly that, save you and set you free. Amen.